John! Oliver! Yeah. What? 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 It's Morphin time. Nerd! Otaku Nerd! White Knight! Nerd! Go, go, Last King Podcast! <laughs> Should we try it again? Yes! <laughs> Hello and welcome once again to the Last King podcast. That was extremely embarrassing, actually. For <laughs> shush, shush, shush. Anyway, I am one of your hosts, Mr. Eccentric Tom. I am your other co-host. Uh, what am I again? I'm Ranger Shafiq now. Ranger Shafiq. I'm gonna be Black Shafiq. Black Shafiq. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm, I'm gonna go colors today. Okay. And I'm Mr. Toffee. Which color are you? Uh, I think I'm gonna Yellow. Go He's blue. of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gonna go for that. Man. Go for that. Well, there was never a brown Ranger, so yeah. I'm lucky I that guess way. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'm, I'll take the color sticker. And of course, I get a saber to tiger. At least. Of course, Tom Oliver is the Green Ranger. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Yep, yep. So definitely, uh, I guess we all can kind of uh, see that this whole episode is going to be dedicated to everybody's favorite multicolor superhero troop. Super Sentai! Super Sentai, not Super Hentai for Sentai, all our, for those specialist uh, Last King fans, you know. We'll get into that later. <laughs> of, but, course, of course, of course. Of course, we're going to be talking about the Power Rangers, which kind of dropped maybe a few days ago as of the recording of this podcast. And um, so, guys, have you seen this movie? Yes, we have. We have. And do you all have an opinion on it? I have an opinion. <laughs> How about I you? have quite an opinion so, for the last 20 minutes of the film. So we're definitely going to be saving this uh, very fantastic movie review for probably after the intermission. Okay, we've got very special segments for all of you guys out there. But also, before we begin, guys, uh, please remember, support your friends over here at The Last King Podcast. Follow us on our Facebooks, on our Twitters, on our Instagram. Look for us at Last King Podcast, you know. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to us on our iTunes and our SoundCloud. You know, the listens and the likes, it all helps, you know. In the don't end, forget about the merchandise we got. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. help us keep the lights on here. Yeah, you know, podcasting ain't cheap nowadays. Yeah, we got the links all on the podcast later on. You can check at the bottom of the info notes and whatnot. So for now, let's go to something a bit more spacey. So, Shafiq, yes. I believe you have ventured far through the Andromeda space. To yeah. infinity and, and beyond. Wait, yes, no. <laughs> Wrong intellectual property. Yeah, well, you know, to, to Bioware and backwards, actually, more or less. But I would say, like, okay, so Mass Effect Andromeda also kind of dropped during this time. Uh, we got ourselves a very lovely uh, review quote from our friends over at EA, I guess. Yep, yep, and correct. I have uh, ventured forth and played a good 10 to 15 minutes of this game. So 5% of the game. So 5% of the game and probably 1% of all the dialogue trees. Oh, <laughs> so Jesus Christ. It's, yeah. it's one of, it's, uh, here's, so here's the thing. Um, wait, wait, wait. Did you make a male or a female character? Of course a female character. Oh, femship for the win. <laughs> exactly. You know, Sorry, I, no, if not I'm Femship? Not a, femship? <laughs> I don't know, man. Femdom? I think, dude, what? I don't know. <laughs> Freedom? I you were like a big Kimmy Schmidt fan and the fact that the game is called Mass Effect Andromeda. A big gay black guy would be Shepard for me? <laughs> sure. I mean, well, Why not? Would you, not Shepard. Ryder, right? If I recall. It's Ryder this time. I, I should definitely name my character Pinot Noir. <laughs> you should, you should. I know, but okay. So Maybe the second playthrough. <laughs> what we got to do is we also got to preface this. Okay, guys, are you guys fans of the Mass Effect trilogy? I am. Okay, so like your favorites, one, two, three? Uh, I'm guessing you're a two guy. I, I 
you would guess correctly too, definitely, because whilst I did enjoy the first one, it was a holdover from the old school kind of RPG games, which was, oh, you haven't done a manual save in the last four hours? <laughs> Fuck you! Sorry, how, how far back? How many far hours? Yeah, four hours. Did you play this on a console or on a PC? On a console. Uh, so you have to, you know, press the start button, go na 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 Every time you think, oh, there might be an encounter here. So how about you, Mr. Toffee? I actually... Okay, as much as part two was great, I actually was a fan of part one because it started something really fresh for Bioware. I mean, apart from KOTOR they did, apart from Jade Empire, and apart from the Baldur's Gate series they did. Anyway, so definitely all three of us have our Mass Effect love. I myself am a big fan of part two because it was such a stratospheric jump from part one. Like Absolutely. The, the, mm -hmm. the amount of improvements, the fact that, you know, obviously in part one where like every scene in the elevator was just them loading the next stage for you, I mean, like, just the technical aspects and all, but I would say, okay, now, here's the thing about Part 4, which recently dropped, which kind of dropped at a very weird time of the year. Mm. Usually games like this would be more towards, like, maybe the summer or the end of the year. Maybe end of the year, Maybe yeah. September, and, October And the strange time. thing is, right, I mean, you have to admit that Mass Effect for EA and for Bioware, that's a flagship type. Mm. So, like, there was probably some sort of, maybe, I would say... Uh, there's there's a hint of something going on with the studio if I would if I'm a, like aware of what the, what the rumors are because if I'm not mistaken there's a little bit of how you say grief between the two studios Montreal and Canada well Mon Montreal, Montreal and Edmonton, Edmonton right oh, yeah. Edmonton yeah, 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 yeah. yeah speaking to yeah. Sorry, um from this is all just speculation there's not not been any official investigation but this there seems to be reports from insiders and from people who know people who work in Bioware, that's uh, Edmonton, they're the head office and they're the ones who are sitting a certain kind of corporate culture on Montreal, which is where most of the developers are. And it's forced a lot of the high-end, you know, the ones who've been with Bioware for 10-15 years just to walk to out. just walk out. But it's literally like creative versus uh, corporate. Yeah. The fact that Ray Musica left, like, I think about yeah, three years back, yeah. kind of terrible, like, oh, it's going to be an end of an era, but a beginning of a possibly bad or good era, who knows? Yeah, and then the scriptwriter left partway through to go write for Destiny or Halo. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. one of so them, yes. So, I mean, like, there was a bit of a tumultuous production period for this game. And, frankly, the vibe I get is, if you want to play a Mass Effect game, it is a Mass Effect game. I mean, pretty much whatever that these guys left behind. Okay, so the current coders, the current development team, they put together a game that is recognizably, uh, recognizably Mass Effect. But also at the same time, you feel a lack of that original team polish. It's very evident. Mm. And the fact of the matter is you like... You tell us about the lack of polish from your playthrough. Like, to me, it feels like the jump from like Saints Row 3 to Saints Row 4. Whereas oh, like... I don't know if like... I think, but I know what you're talking about. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's like basically we have these assets. We have all of this still in our library, you know. Let's just, you know, shit out another Mass Effect game. Because people are gonna like pay through the nose. Especially with the way EA handles like pricing, if like, shoutouts to Origin for having a hundred dollar digital deluxe bundle, or you know, like, come on, like, yeah, shilling as it is, but from what I feel is like, it's a passable Mass Effect game. I mean, and the thing is, this is just a first impressions. I've paid, played ten hours, fifteen hours, three hours, of course, I spent in a character development. Mm -hmm. you know, if only they had like you know a breast slider or something. But okay, that's besides the point. I think Saints Row can sort it out for you. And that's why, I mean, that's why I made such comparisons. Because the thing is, right, it doesn't feel like it's another jump. Because a lot of people are very much, I wouldn't even say disappointed, but you know, like, we all have to admit, Mass Effect 3, not just the ending, but the game in general felt a bit lackluster. It felt like something that they had to kind of meet schedule with. 
mm-hmm. and in in a sense like this was supposed to be like maybe uh, EA's kind of uh, Assassin's Creed where they could shit out a sequel as frequently as possible but since all these original team members left and since like Bioware I mean we don't know the state of what's going on behind the scenes I mean we can only assume and from what we've heard or read but at the same time it's like it's nice to know that you know okay there's another Mass Effect game but who's the audience for this you know because the Mass mm. Effect fans I believe will feel a little bit disappointed but I really can't say so much until I actually go through the whole game and... what about for new players at the very least those who actually should be entertained within the first five hours or so I guess it's um if it's gonna attract new players, I mean, I don't think it's gonna do a really good job with it because it's steeped so much of the game in previous Mass Effects or like in your ability to understand or be aware of what happened in the previous trilogy. So it's like, I think they're just trying to retain their uh, current fandom or to just like, you know, slick the thirst of all these Mass Effect fans who are just dying for another game, feeling how Mass Effect 3 kind of ended in a bit of a sputter. So Mass Effect 4, I guess, I mean, the current reviews, a lot of people seem to be more apologetic or forgiving, but I really can't make a, a full opinion. Uh, Last King fans, stay tuned next week when I think all of us are going to be able to do a proper playthrough and yeah, give yeah. you a full-on review. But yeah. like, our first impressions, like for me, it just feels more of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a From the fighting game. and from the characters yeah. you meet. I mean, like, you know, like with the small additions of the jetpack or replacing like the Mako with the Nomad, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like, okay, these are just like very, you know, incremental changes. Mm doesn't feel like a full-on Mass Effect sequel, which I think everybody's kind of expecting or hoping for. So, I mean, I'm not nervous about the Mass Effect uh, legacy because I believe there's enough people to just keep this ship sailing. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll and be fine, yeah. There's going to be DLC which will flesh it out and I feel that they're going to listen to the feedback and they're going to fix what is wrong with the next one because, I mean, look at the difference between Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2. Yeah. First Mass Effect, people loved it, but there were definite things that people didn't like. Like the combat was balked, the Mako missions were stupid. I would. So yeah. they definitely addressed that with Mass Effect 2. I would say like for part one, it's just them finding their way around, especially yeah. with. But uh, it was a good. It was a good. First it was a good. Impression, it, it was a good sure. first impression. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely there was like I would say um, enough of a good thing for it to warrant the sequel, and like it made enough money for. The sequel to be so polished and so also it has space monkeys you can't go wrong with space monkeys you can never go wrong with space monkeys especially ones you can run over (laughs) (laughs) you're not supposed to (laughs) no but still no my renegade character loved it very much (laughs) (laughs) well but that's the thing like i'm playing this and i'm not sure whether i'm gonna do any multiple playthrough because right now i'm kind of finding it a little bit i'm not saying there's a like a like a bittersweet taste but more like yeah more of the same you know I'll, i'll have to sit through this but I mean, for the sake of our fans, definitely, I will be doing a full review. Oh, you brave person. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. an interesting Turia in the Russell area. Yeah, that was going to ask, because a lot of what made the original trilogy great was all the amazing characters. You know, yeah. who could forget Garrus Vakarian, oh, Garrus. Tali Zora, Morden uh, Solis. Morden Le- Solis is the best. Oh, Morden Solis, um, Rex, yeah. even um, Legion, yeah. uh, late edition in... Uh, I'll just have seven. to say this for... Uh, for at this Liara point, right? as well. Oh my God, Liara! I I met the character voiced by the rather uh, grating Kumailan Janani. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's like yeah. So I mean I don't know. Amazing characters. One like he How stands out. Yeah. How bad? I can't hear past Kumailan Janani. <laughs> it's like <laughs> okay. it's it's obviously him. Like at least in Mass Effect One, when Seth Green started talking, it's like okay, I recognize Seth Green, but look yeah, at yeah. him act. Look Good at old Joker. Yeah. yeah, I Good mean, you could buy him as that, not as uh, you know, 
Dr. Evil's son. <laughs> he is actually Joker. Anyway, I think we've talked enough about Mass Effect. Yeah, we'll definitely return to this very soon we here should, on the last game podcast. Should. Speaking of mild disappointments. Oh, let's, um, that's the, that's the uh, segue <laughs> we're going with. Here's the segue we're going with. Speaking of mild disappointments. Hey, boys. Did you all watch Iron Fist? Oh my god. <laughs> I've seen one uh, episode and I feel like... Do I really want to sit through this? But maybe you guys have a different That is exactly the feeling I have. It's oh like, basically, it's like... Oh I'm at episode god. 6 and I'm thinking... There's I more of this. about this, I have so many other things I need to be catching up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, how, how far have you seen this, Shopee? I made it to, all the way to episode 10. And the thing is, it's one of those binges where I'm kind of doing work and watching it at the side of my eye. You know, it's like just... It's very hard for me to give my full attention to this because basically this is one of the most boring, most... Worst casted, like it's a show about a supernatural kung fu guy, and we have to deal with him trying to win back his name and get back his company, and how these two siblings are total dicks. And did they yeah. call this Batman? Uh, Batman Begins or something? Where is the fucking kung fu? <laughs> yeah, like, and when he does fights, I can't help thinking, okay, so this was better in Daredevil. That part was better than in the raid. <laughs> but yeah. Because think about, you know, Daredevil, the first one of Marvel's uh, TV projects. Yes, Episode on two. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. The best fight scene ever in not, that. Not the season. best fight scene ever, I would say, I mean, but it was... In that context. It, yeah. In that context, you know, that one shot fight in the hallway where, you know, he's not, you know, the immortal Iron Fist. He's just a, a blind dude who had a very cranky old dude teaching him how to hit people. I'd say it was a lot of, uh, because they are aware of movies like The Raid, mm. that, that exists. So we got to kind of up the ante because... I'm pretty sure that, especially when you're talking about the Netflix audience or just people who consume this kind of uh, pop culture media in general, right? They are aware of what else is available out there and the comparisons are made. Now, here's the problem I have with Iron Fist. I'm pretty sure that the development team or the people uh, in the production side of this probably had something else in mind. My problem with this is possibly because of the showrunner. Now, his name escapes me, but he's the guy who's responsible for fucking up Dexter for the last two seasons. Ooh, What's that guy's uh... name? That guy. So that is, it has this kind of like, oh, alright, somebody behind the scenes is probably messing with this. And like, despite the fact that, like, okay, we have all the, the crossover setups, but we have like fucking Carry On Mouse, Trinity herself, yeah. appearing mm-hmm. as Hogarth. Uh, Rosario Dawson also makes an appearance. Yeah, you know? yeah. So like, it, feel, it feels to me that this is just them pushing this and getting it out of the way just so that we can get on with uh, the Defenders TV and show. And yeah. I think that is all but confirmed because I saw on Finn Jones who plays Danny Rand slash Iron Fist mm-hmm. on his Instagram that they'd wrapped up uh, filming for the, the Defenders already. So they're just doing special effects. Yeah, they're doing special right effects, now. post-production. They're probably going to start ranking up the marketing. Very like, soon, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I mean, in this day and age, right, nobody waits like, you know, weeks to watch a TV show. Everybody binges, so everybody's aware of Iron Fist. Oh, I found the name of the guy, Scott Buck. He was also involved. That in asshole. <laughs> yes, yes. Scott Buck. And but the thing is, he also did Six Feet Under, and that was actually a pretty good show. But then it was a while ago, though, so... So maybe past his prime? So well, yeah, I mean, there are countless examples throughout time of someone who, just because they did it right the one time, doesn't mean they do it right the next time. <coughs> David Goya. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm still upset that he's allowed to write scripts for DC at all. Because he, he's so openly contemptuous of the source material. It's like, well, fuck you too, man. Why do you keep doing this? <laughs> no, I think but... that's like for every producer or writer out there. That's why you're doing it. But that's some genuinely... That... 
you know the guy who wrote Doctor Strange. Yeah. He's a guy who loves the original comic books. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if anything, you need to get the people who are passionate about the source material in charge of these things. Yeah. And it's very obvious. I mean, especially from like episode one onwards, you can kind of tell that this is basically you know they're shooting on spec. You know, they have all they have a checklist of things they need to just get out of the way to set up the defenders. And like, frankly, like I think also we also have to point out that Mr. Finn Jones, Danny Rand. He doesn't nail the role at all. I do not oh, buy him. I've only seen one episode, but the both of you can probably elaborate. Is he really that boring? He's such a cardboard cutoff. He is. Yeah. He can't sell being... In the show, he's meant to be this kind of lost puppy because he went... He's a pig when he was 10 years old. He comes back. He doesn't know what touchscreen is. He... <laughs> He had those kind of fish out of water moments where he doesn't he, quite... He doesn't wear shoes for half like the first yeah, three episodes. So, <laughs> but almost immediately, he seems to be able to function in this real world. And I think it's because I got used to seeing him as Loras Tyrell on Game of Thrones. Whereas he's cocky, you know, young fuck, enjoying the smell of his own farts. And just, I can't buy him as this kind of humble kung fu master. Yeah. And he just, it sounds so folky when he says, oh, I need to restore my cheese. Like, motherfucker, you sound like every Saukal asshole out there. <laughs> <laughs> so he sounds, okay, he feels more more like one of those uh, hipster yoga guys. who He like does, he sounds exactly like a hipster yoga asshole. Like, oh, where did you learn kung fu? Oh, I learned it in Kunlun. It's this magical place that you'll never ever achieve. Yeah, like, so he keeps on saying it, this place which do you obviously... not... Exactly, like, the problem is, like, he's trying to convince people of his sanity, but you do realize you sound like an insane person <laughs> yeah. when you're talking like that, right? Yeah, it's, it's a place which only arrives every 15 years. So, so currently, right. you're institutionalized. And you're trying to convince this guy you're not crazy. Good one. Good I mean, one. Like, what do you do? You beat up people in the security. I mean, he barely beat beats people up. Okay, I've seen him punch a door. Barely survive a fight with one dude in that hospital library. Yeah, what the hell was Aren't that? Aren't you the Holy fucking Iron Fist? Didn't you try to convince people that oh I'm the I'm I'm here to destroy the hand. Deal with this goon first, asshole. I mean it's like yeah. he doesn't the superhero-ness doesn't seem to be there. I think it's it's the same problem that we face with many other superhero films is that when you have these people who are meant to be impossible to beat physically, they you should find another way to beat them. For example, with Blue Cage, I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard, because he's indestructible, he's bulletproof. Mm -hmm. The interesting character at first, the antagonist was the one who kind of, you know, was the one who twisted the scenes, who was the puppet master. Mm. Which is interesting, it's Brave vs. Brawn. And then it ends with a guy in a robot suit beating him down. Like, exactly, yeah. It's lazy, it's, I know, yeah, it's fun to watch, but it just shows that you can't write properly. I mean, exactly. I mean, what I feel, especially, I mean, I'm glad you brought up, like, you know, Luke Cage and a. Like, I mean, even Jessica Jones kind of like faults for this, right? It's like the writers seem to always forget that these people have superpowers. Yeah. Like, seriously, why don't you just punch your way out of this situation? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you're the fucking Iron Fist. Why are you like, I mean, of course, okay, there's that lazy, oh, the drugs are really powerful, but no, no, no. Just, you, you said if you, you meditate. You, you have discipline in, in as an Iron Fist, you can eradicate the shit. I know, and, you know, there's a bit of saying, oh, the drugs are suppressing my ability to call the Iron Fist, but then later he's able to, through force of will, no, he expels that uh, venom from that fight. Yeah, he that does. Korean hooker? I don't know who the fuck <laughs> she is. <laughs> I, I, I gotta ask, this might be spoiler territory, but has he fought a dragon or was there any flashback about him um, from London? I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard, they refer to it, they don't show it. They refer to it. Oh, oh my god. Because they have Netflix money, they don't have HBO money. Oh, there you okay, go. Good point. But at the same time, it's like, 
I'm at episode ten. There's three more to go. I I really don't care anymore. <laughs> that bad. I don't I don't I don't bad. need to see how it resolves because basically, I mean like the way, the main problem I have with the first four episodes is about how he is trying to retain his company, and is like basically the so-called catalyst for all of this is when uh, the sister Mitchum Joy was like asking him like, oh you have to sell your name. And he's like, no, I'm keeping my name. He's like, yeah, just keep your name. Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't have to sell it, you know. And then, like, why is this a problem? And like, okay, you're some like mystical dude who went to the secret lands of Kunlun and you know kung fu, and basically you're indestructible. What? Why do you need a multinational co- corporation for? <laughs> like, what's the point of all of this? Because he's still a rich daddy's boy. Bingo. See, that's the thing. Uh. There's the, the 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 disparity between the two characters he's trying to portray. Yeah, right? and what's worse is that I don't know how true this is, but I've seen it circulated on social media. Again, grain of salt in this day and age. But apparently, they very nearly cast some Asian guy as the Iron Fist, and that would have been a far more interesting story—a fish out of water story. You know, a guy who I guess has to be sent to Hell's Kitchen because that's where the hand is, because Conan is safe for now and he has to try and because they need to stay as far away from New York as possible because that's where Avengers are <laughs> yeah well Hell's Kitchen is in New York it's not nice New York it's it's it, the it, part it, of New York that, no one talks about part of New York, York right? yeah it's a part of New York where you're walking distance to Luke Cage because they don't have the budget to fly you there <laughs> but I would say this like even if they did cast an Asian guy it would be a very refreshing take on oh let's look at this Asian guy try to retain his name and win back his company from two white people I think that would <laughs> that yeah, would have been interesting yeah, even could if they kept work. the same story but that could work I feel like because then you know, when you said about restoring my chi, yeah, it'd be stereotypical, but it wouldn't sound offensive. Not just that, I would buy it more because yeah. I think the problem with Finn Jones is I just don't buy it. Every time, every time he says that he's the Iron Fist, you sound like a crazy person, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it's sad because I can tell that he was really excited for this project because Dude, this is his big break. Yeah, you know? but more than just that, he trained really hard. He really learns to practice kung fu martial arts, and it's so obvious because they have to do so many sloppy edits to make it look like it's an impact. Yeah, there's a lot of shit he came here. And there. Yeah, and it's a shame because you think are... they could have retaken it and stuff, or maybe had a better edit. Not possible. It's like um, in Taken 3 when they have to do 7 edits where they have Lisa <laughs> climbing over a fence. Oh, I saw Be- that video. Yeah. Because the dude's 65, of course he's not going to climb a fucking fence. <laughs> I want to talk about one thing which is standing out, and I feel like as Singaporeans you should feel a bit of pride. Colleen Wing. Yeah. Yeah, she's half Singaporean by birth. Her mother is Chinese Singaporean. And she is actually pretty good. I can buy her in you know, the emotional drama scenes and she actually kicks more ass than Iron Fist. Definitely. Oh, that is strange. I have only one problem with her. It's like whenever you see her and the Iron Fist together in a scene, it's very obvious that these two actors don't really like each other. Yeah. I have that. I can sense that behind the scenes these two probably don't get along. Is yeah. it, uh, how? How can you tell from the scene? I mean, was it like this chemistry? And because it's like every time she talks to him, it's like this super, very recognizable, condescending Singaporean tone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's how I recognize it. It's like, oh yeah, here's like, this is her doing her best, you know, working and look at this asshole who thinks he's a rock star like i know more kung fu than you like no 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 you don't i do hope she's going places you know apart from this no. Dude, she, she made it to the other side of netflix that's all hey, i can see <laughs> she's only older than me by a few days so she has a long career ahead of her as long as she doesn't fuck it up okay. so she has at least six years before she's cast as a mother or a witch so mm. or as asian girl in another movie that's happened before already mm-hmm. are you gonna sit through the rest of iron fist i might just sit through a 
few more. For the sake of completion, Just right? for the sake of it, because I don't like leaving things unfinished, but I have a lot of other ones I need to finish off. Yeah. I still I still have to finish off Jessica Jones. I haven't even started Luke Cage. And then that's not even including stuff like um, House of Cards and other TV shows I've gone halfway through and kind of stopped. I think you like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. No, I, I do like uh, Jessica Jones because, as I mentioned earlier... Dave Tennant? Yeah, Dave Tennant. You know, the main villain is not someone who can best her in her fistfights. Mm -hmm. He does it because he is the most persuasive guy you'll ever meet. And that is probably the most terrifying villain I've ever seen on screen. Which is possibly the role Dave Tennant... <laughs> was yeah, born for oh, ab <laughs> yeah. absolutely because he, he I see him on panel shows. The yeah. guy is just so charming. <laughs> he, is, he is very charming. And that's even when his Scottish accent, when he's doing his neutral English accent, that's when he's like, I think you might, I think you his might Doctor like Who the voice, next, huh? yeah. I think you might like the next DuckTales cartoon coming out. Oh, he, he's in DuckTales? Yeah, he's, he's Scrooge McDuck. Duck. Fuck me! Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the question is, are you still excited for Defenders? I am excited in a way that, okay, let's see how they fix this mess. Yeah, but I feel that because they rushed through this this thing, they're yeah. saving their big important things for Defenders. Because I don't know how it ends, if their hand is still going to be a threat at the end. But if they're going to- Possibly, gonna... I mean, what else can they do? They can't do the Shikari or anything from the Avengers. <laughs> I feel like that's where their biggest budget is, and that might be where they put more emphasis on the choreography. They mm. might bring back some villains like uh, Gorgon from the hand. I think it was that samurai, that blind samurai who can turn people to stone if I recall. Even if he's still a disappointment, we still have Daredevil who's pretty good. Jessica Jones who, you know, when she's not drunk of her face, she's very... But uh, I think that's the... And Luke Cage, you could just stand there and he scares off every white person in the vicinity. <laughs> yeah. But okay, here's the problem I have with Defenders. There isn't enough variety in the power because you got Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. So it's so... strong dude, strong dude, slightly stronger Asian-ish dude who, and... Who can Kung Fu and yeah. a blind ninja. Uh, <laughs> poor Batman. And poor Batman. No, poor Batman is Punisher. <laughs> He's Batman, BVS Batman. Yeah. He doesn't care about killing. This is how I will uh, review Iron Fist. When I was watching this on Netflix, and then uh, in my notifications, it popped up that Dave Chappelle's Netflix show started. Oh yeah. I immediately switched to that. I really want to be entertained right yeah, now. Because I'm sorry. <laughs> god damn, those specials were so good. Dude, the show, oh my god. Yeah. I think should... I can quote that in your Iron Fist review. Dave Chappelle is on, I switched to that. <laughs> so, so if you want to watch Iron Fist, just go watch Dave Chappelle. For well, or better yet, read the 2009 comic book run from Ed Rubricker and Matt Fraction. Okay. That's good shit. Yeah, that's, that's good really, shit. I mean, okay. yeah, I think that would the be... The art's really good. It's very pulp noir-ish in its sense because there's a lot of dark inks they use. Uh -huh. And it's still following the whole, like, Danny Rand used to own a company. He still does and doesn't anymore. But And then it's more showcasing more of the mystique of Kunlun. Okay. It's pretty cool. And you get to see a dragon in the first episode, which is cool. Episode? Small panel, oh. like first issue, sorry. Oh, first okay. issue. Yeah. You get to How... see the dragon. Very short glimpse, but it's there. How long is the run? I think it's about. I think it's been compiled already. Issues a... plus, I think. Yeah. Then they switch back to him teaming up with Luke Cage because they oh, were okay. like the whole heroes for hire thing. I'm definitely sure you can get it on Discord Comicsology oh, right now. Oh, very sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll. I'll give it a look. There you go. That's our thoughts on uh, Iron Fist. And uh, speaking of cultural misappropriation of Asian things. Good segue. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely going to be talking about our Power Rangers. Uh, Review, yep. but and, first, yep. Dude, before we start with the review and the talk and everything, I've noticed that all the Power Ranger names, like from from Chris, Amy Jo Johnson all the way to whoever it is, playing Kimberly right now. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Naomi everything Scott. else. Seems... Naomi Scott, that's your name. Okay, uh -huh. then, okay. Everything well, there else, you go. <laughs> all the names seem like they sound like they came from the porn industry in so, some sense. Is it quiz show time? It's I quiz show. So. In I our special so. Last King segment, we like to call. 
Power Ranger or Porn Star, hosted by Mr. Toffee. All right, so the rules of this small little <laughs> short contest is this. I'm going to list out a bunch of names from A to D, A, B, C, D. You have to tell me, are these Porn Star names or Power Rangers names? <laughs> these okay. are the actresses, right? Yep, yep. You're not going to do what like Tom did for the MFK and just like give us trick questions like the dude all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's going to be like actors' names and stuff. You just have to say, like, are these all Power Rangers names? Uh, a, B, C, D, or A, or B, this or... This is going to be a Or you can say none at all. Okay. It's a multiple choice. Yes. Okay, and this so, is one where you hope not to win too much because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it gives an insight into my browser history. Okay, the format is this. So we're just going to go through five rounds. Five rounds. And we're going to see who gets to tie. Wait, did, did the MFK last five rounds? It was three rounds. three rounds. Oh, we can go for three. How about that? Three's good. Tell you what, we do three rounds and maybe if we need a tiebreaker. <laughs> I'm still kind of reeling from like last week's like... Dude, we, we admitted to fucking fish. Okay? <laughs> I feel dirty. Yeah. Do, the, do the Last King fans really need to know our sexual orientation? <laughs> no! No bestiality! <laughs> Triceratops! No, stop! <laughs> Alright, so uh, let's start the first... Rounds so and wait, can get accustomed so to do we buzz in or do you like do we go turn okay. by turn? Basically, I'll go with you, Shafiq. I pick. go first again. Yeah. You, <laughs> first. you pick who is who, which names are the Power Rangers names, like from A to D. You can pick all of them. You can pick A, B, C, D, or A, or just A or just okay, B. Okay, I need to ask. Okay, okay. Do, are there gonna be girls from the '90s, which is the peak of my masturbation era? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That might be because I've kind of slowed me. down for a while. You know, okay. I'm not so sure who these new girls yeah, are. That, that's gonna be tough because I mean. I mean, I, I'm not gonna spoil it. Okay, okay, okay. 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 All right. All right, let's go. Okay. I'll do my best. So, round one. <laughs> okay, All right, here we so go. So, you got A, B, C, D. A is Sally Martin. Sally Martin. B is Marina and Hans Zis. That's definitely a porn star. <laughs> C is Asa Akira. I know who she is! <laughs> and D is Johnny on Bosch. Okay, so. So, pick the Power Ranger names. Your pick. Definitely not Asa Akira. <laughs> and number B. Number B. Number B. So B, C. You can you can pick as many as you want. Oh really? Yes. I, I can literally just say they're all Power Rangers. Yes, you can say Asa that. Asa Akira's a Power Ranger. <laughs> well, she's. Oh, okay. You, you can pick any combination. Um, well, speaking from experience and <laughs> just being very aware of Asa Akira's amazing work. A very prolific work. Very prolific work. You know, shout out to Brazzers. <laughs> but I would say, okay. Um, Asak Hero's the porn star. Number two, number B, whoever she is, that's definitely a porn star name. Mm -hmm. So A and D are Power Rangers, yellow and pink specifically. What's your answer, Tom? Can I have the names quickly? Are we throwing it over? No, no I need to know if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> oh god. You have um, to stew for a yeah, minute. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Sally Martin is A, Marina and Hansis is B. Asa Akira is C, and Johnny Young Bosch is D. Johnny? Her name is Johnny? No, no, D is Johnny Young Bosch. It's a dude. So D is a Power Ranger. Uh, I'm not saying, dude. Wait, are you mentioning male porn stars? Uh, yep. <laughs> I yes, I have to include male porn stars, yes. I salute your research, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Uh, I have to make the contest interesting, right? Indeed. Just uh, like I did last week. Um, your poor cookie and browser history. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am gonna say A is Power Ranger, mm -hmm. and that's it. Alright, okay. and your winner is... Winner? Nobody wins in this, actually. <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> it's Shafiq! I won! Oh! I'm a genius! Okay, here it is. <laughs> Alright, so, Sally Martin is actually Woo! the blue Wind Ranger from Power Rangers Ninja Storm. 
Of course. Okay. And Johnny on Bosch, I think you guys should know he's from anime a bit. He's actually the black, the OG, no, oh, the yeah. second, the second he's black the second Power Ranger. Black, oh, he took over the black guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's and why they named the run, He went to anime, which is actually more successful. And of course, Asa Akira from the amazing, uh, you know, Black Dicks and uh, Yellow Chicks yeah. Part and Four. Actually, <laughs> the real name of Sasha Gray. Ah, oh, oh, famous from uh, she's the Gray Ranger. From- <laughs> Getting great old word, that's for sure. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't want to know. You what come kind of great. You're into. <laughs> come on, me indeed. Oh my god! Uh, you need to see a doctor soon. Let's move very swiftly on, please. Yeah, let's just so, get this over with. Point goes to Shafiq. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, studio audience. <laughs> I wish I had a cheer thing. Well, no, no, somewhere okay. there. Okay, let's let's let's. Like, oh man. All right, all right. Oh, there they are. Right there we go. They're very slow today. You're sl- oh, you guys are still here. Oh, they just woke up. Yeah. They they they, they fell asleep during the first segment. They were just yeah. waiting for this to happen. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. Round two. Round two. A is Robert Axelrod. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. a drop. <laughs> B is Clifton Britt. Why are we doing guys? C is Ricardo Medina Jr. Ricardo Medina Jr. And D is Evelyn Lin. Okay, Evelyn Lin's familiar. <laughs> but I, the thing is, is okay. okay. We'll be fair. We'll go for it. We'll go with Tom. First. Tom goes. Okay, Tom goes. First. I would say that all of these have been filmed making the beast with two backs. <laughs> So you're saying all of them are porn stars? They're all porn stars. Okay, especially Mr. Axelrod. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shafiq, your answer. I don't want to even justify this with a response. (laughs) Okay, okay. All the dudes are Power Rangers. The chicks, the porn star. I'll just say that. Okay, okay. So A, B, C are porn stars. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> and the chick gets the D. I mean, the, the D, D's the she's the yeah. She's the Power Rangers. I think you got it mixed up. You wanted A, B, and C to be Power Rangers, right? Was it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A, B, there and C. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Too much porn on the mind. My Is friend. that my final answer? I I need to call a friend all of a sudden. <laughs> Can I? More like all right. help. Siri, help. <laughs> all right, and your winner is. Okay, nobody wins. Nobody. Oh, okay. So just to make, I just mix it up a little bit. Robert Axelrod is actually the voice of Zed. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was going to say of, of, He's actually one of the main bad guys in Power he's Rangers He's so on the nose Our nerd cards on the table with our nerd No, no, it's a, it's a red herring thing But yeah, cards please Axel Rotter Clifton Britt He should you be a actually, Okay, Shafiq, you're actually right about Clifton Britt he's Because a... his stage name is Lexington uh, Steel I have I, no idea who I'm that is <laughs> but... He's like, sort of like one of those guys who's like Peter North Oh, uh, oh, Peter North. Yeah, Peter I'm old. North I'm old enough to remember Peter North. There we yeah. go. There we go. <laughs> Ricardo Medina. He's actually from Wild Force. Although I think he might be the Black or the Yellow Ranger. I'm not too sure. Mm. Okay. Or the Anal Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're right about Evelyn Lin. She's a porn star. There you go. I knew her name was from somewhere. <laughs> so number D gets the D. Nobody. Uh, nobody. Uh, nobody. Maybe all the points. You need to be more specific, sir. Uh, we are, we're getting points. Yep, yep, yep. We're getting yeah. points. Shafiq got one point. I got one point. Yeah, and maybe 0.4 points for Evelyn Lee. No, no. Yep, okay. yep. And we got the final round. Final round. Final yep, round. Yep. A is Amanda D. <laughs> B is Brittany Macklin. Yeah. Brittany Macklin. C is Stoya. Yeah. Oh like come on, that's yeah. too easy. Yeah. And D. Is Vivian Andresen. Okay, we all know. Stoya's definitely a porn star. She's, yeah, she... We know who she is. Okay, very, very luminous, white, beautiful skin she has here. But... (laughs) (laughs) The star of such things as Stoya's anal adventure. (laughs) Or Iron Fisting Part 5. Iron Fisting, there you go. But, okay. Probably came out... So, okay, obviously, she is the porn star. Okay, I'm gonna answer for Tom as well. 
Okay, but my answer, okay, uh, can I hear those names again? I'm sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> Amanda D is A. Amanda D. Brittany Macklin is B. Brittany Macklin. And B is Vivian Andresen. Brittany is such a porn star it's name, it. right? They are all porn stars. I'm, I've heard all of these names before, and even though I am reluctant to admit where I had these from, I'm saying with a great deal of confidence, these are all people who have been poor. Being porn? Uh, being paid. <laughs> being porn, being paid for porn. Being, being paid, paid for, for porn. porn. Okay. Alright, so what's your answer, Shafiq? I would say, yes, they're all... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna hedge my bets and agree with Tom, and we're both gonna say that they're all porn stars. And just trusting on it on his opinion, not on my personal experience. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, alright. All right. <laughs> Completely innocent in this matter. Uh, of course. Yeah. Stoya? Okay. Was that a drink? And <laughs> the winner is. Nobody. <laughs> What? Yeah! <laughs> I get okay, a the point each. I yes, am still yes. in the lead, boys yeah, and okay. girls. So basically, uh, yeah, Amanda D is Naomi Banks. Oh, oh, real name. oh uh, okay. Stage, uh, so these are name. all trick questions. You're giving us real names. That's and not. And B is BB Jones. I don't know. I honestly, this is my first time hearing about this. Big beautiful Jones. Yeah. I oh, see. Okay. You know, oh. BJ. You know. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. And Vivian Andresen is actually Candy Samples. Uh, candy samples? Yeah, yeah. Candy samples? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a staging. It should have been ample candy, right? Totally yeah, missed opportunity. Actually, well, candy well, would be more realistic. Well, like That'd samples, you know, you get a little taste of this, little lick of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, Shafiq is in the lead right now for the Power Rangers and Porn quiz show. I would like to apologize to my girlfriend for <laughs> this, admitting for all this of hidden your... knowledge that I've been hiding. I've actually got two more rounds if you guys Let's go for it. Let's I, just do it. I'm okay. so right. curious where we're gonna go with this. Alright, no problem. If you start saying animal names. Okay, okay. So, for the fourth round, we fourth got round. A. Wolf Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> B. David Yost. David Yost. C. John Curtis Holmes. Okay. And D, Adam Glasser. David Yost is an actual Power Ranger. He's one of the original guys. So you can't flip me on that. Okay, I was aware of David Yost. A was who again? A is uh, Wolf Hudson. Wolf Hudson is a fucking poster. <laughs> Even if it's his fake name or real name, if you if if your parents name you Wolf Hudson, you're gonna grow up to put your dick into people. Okay? <laughs> no, Whether you pay for it or not. Whether you pay for it or not. <laughs> What's your name? Wolf Hudson. Oh, fuck! <laughs> but, you know, who's C again? Uh, C is uh, John Curtis Holmes. Why are we doing men? I wanted to do men. <laughs> I set a dangerous precedent. Oh, God. Okay, wait, wait. What's D again? Okay, D is a guy named Adam Glasser. So, Adam Glasser and... Uh, I'm, I'm gonna just guess. Uh, Glasser and Yost are Power Rangers. The other two are porn stars. And what's your answer, Tom? I am going to... Be bold okay. because bold is my middle name. No, it's not. It's <laughs> all of them are Power Rangers. Okay, and your answer is, That's and the winner is nobody wins. Well, half half in a way. You oh, okay. actually got one right. I got Bill Yost. You got David. No, David, David Yost. Right. David Yost. Yeah, he's a Blue Ranger, the original okay. geek. So yeah. the other yes, three are porn guys. Familiar. Oh, oh. So Wolf Hudson is definitely a porn star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Wolf that Hudson? His... Yeah, that's his real name. <laughs> I told <laughs> you, real yeah. name. Oh, that kid had John no Curtis chance. Mr. and life. Mrs. Hudson, you gave your boy okay. no chance. John Curtis Holmes is his actual stage name is get this Johnny Wide. Oh, him. Johnny Wide. Why do you sound so <laughs> happy to know that you recognize that? But it's, it's it's more like a light bulb moment rather than a happy moment. You have the light bulb. John off. can be a Johnny, so I think that one half of it got the light bulb part. Are we doing I'm Johnny guessing. jokes now? <laughs> like who's well, the other I'm, guy? Well, I'm Jonathan. I don't know. People, it's a joke at my expense. Mr. Okay. Toffee is your porn star name, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I've got found out. Damn okay. it.
And Adam Glasser, guess what his porn star name is? Mr. Toffee? <laughs> <laughs> With three E's? I don't know. It's a very popular 90s name that Bart Simpson likes to use during his phone call pranks. Oh, uh, Hugh Jazz? Seymour Butts? You got it! Seriously? Yes, he's the real Seymour Butts. <laughs> oh my god. The OG Seymour Butts. Oh, the things you must have seen and witnessed, Mr. Toffee. <laughs> Alright, uh, nobody got the point. Nobody but, wants the you point. Know what? Maybe I should give like 0. 0.5 score. How about that? 0. Yeah. 0.5 for, for me? For, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Wait, I'm still in the lead. I don't want to win this actually. <laughs> 2.5 for Shafiq. Oh god. Unfortunately, one for Tom. That's fine. This should go on my resume. You know, I got two and a half okay. points. But don't worry, the last one is kind of easy. So. I'm just happy to be here. Can first. we just do girls now, please? Okay, enough with the dudes. It's cool. It's cool. Cause the last one is about girls. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Round five. A is Emma Lahana. Emma Lahana. B is Erica. Wait, 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 wait. Emma, uh, what? Emma Lahana? Emma Lahana. Is it Lahana spelled L-A-H-A-N-A or is there like a weird French apostrophe somewhere? It's the first one. The one you just mentioned. Lahana. Okay, Lahana. Okay, 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 okay. B is Erica Fong. Erica Fong. C. Uh -huh. Amy Jo Johnson. Come on! <laughs> is Monica May. Amy Jo Johnson is the original Pink Ranger. Okay, and yes, I did jerk off to her. <laughs> okay, I'll so technically right, she spoke. Right. No, technically she did have... It's alright, a lot of gentlemen did. She had yeah. a bit of a, a, a leak incident back in the 90s, like one of the oh. OG, like, oh look at her tits, they're so cute. But okay, mm -hmm. Amy Jones Johnson, everybody knows is the original Pink Ranger. So, uh, Lahana. Lahana is also a Power Ranger. I'm gonna say that. And for, what's B again? B is Erica Fong. Erica Fong is definitely your Asian persuasion hooker. <laughs> she's, hooker? She, she's a porn star, definitely. Mm -hmm. No, she she's probably on, like, uh, 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 I'm so ashamed. <laughs> and who's B again? Uh, Eastern Delight is part two or something. Yeah, Eastern Delight is part two. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you mean part three, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you want some chop suey part two. Oh, uh, fuck me. Dude, we could actually spend an entire 30 minutes coming up with porn names. Cock suey. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And D is Monica May, to repeat. I, I need a shower right now. Uh... <laughs> and a towel. And a handkerchief. Okay, okay. Monica May is a Power Ranger. So only one porn star. They're all Power Rangers. I'm doing balls to the wall action right here. That's the final answer? He's That's also my porn move. He's gonna... <laughs> Balls to the wall, <laughs> aka the Tom Oliver. <laughs> and your winner is. I still win, I guess. Okay, what what's going on? Tom. Tom. He got all of it. Okay, so they're all Power Rangers. Yep, they're all Power Rangers. There you go. Erica yep, Fong yep. should Emma definitely. Emma is actually a yellow Power Ranger. Erica is a pink Ranger mm -hmm. for uh, Power Ranger Samurai. I haven't seen that unfortunately. It sounds really cool, you know. Okay. And sure. everyone knows Amy Jo Johnson. Everybody knows Amy Jo Johnson. Monica May is actually from Power Rangers Speed. SPD. Oh, SPD? Not a drug, not a drug. SPD. SPD. Speedy. Yeah. Not, 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 not that Zangief move, but yeah. Okay. He's so. a Yellow Ranger, apparently. Okay. okay so, mm, so, who, who wins? <laughs> and your winner is... Oh, drum roll. Studio audience, please. Shafiq still. By 0 0.5 points. So you're actually on time if it were not for the video. Studio audience is very happy with this result. I would like to thank my broadband and uh, <laughs> my browser. And, and for StarHub for not cutting off your IP address. And for VPN for allowing me yeah. <laughs> access to uh, the works of all these Shout out to fine women. Oh god. Uh, oh. Anyway, so I'm... now that we're all thoroughly grossed out and in desperate need of a quick refresh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're going to take a quick break. We're going to have it. Yeah, definitely. And then we're going to talk about the new film, Power Rangers. Let's porn. Let's porn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's porn. <laughs>
and we're back. So, Power Rangers, the yeah, movie, yeah. the movie, the movie, the 2017 movie that has been recently released. Mm -hmm. So, I'm sure that even those of you who've never watched it before are aware with the vague premise, which is you know, a group of kids they turn into these people with suits and they fight various Japanese sounding but not really kind of. Rita's not Japanese sounding at all, man. <laughs> Whatever lah. Anyway, so this is the latest attempt to reboot it, sort of. It's kind of the same cookie cutter story of, you know, teenagers stuck in this piece of shit middle of nowhere. Well, on the coast middle of nowhere town called... Angel, Angel Grove. Angel, Angel Grove. Grove. And through some weird coincidence, they all end up in the same valley ravine mine area and they find these coins and they find out that this means that they're the new Power Rangers who are the defenders of the universe. <laughs> but they defend the universe in the same piece of shit town because budget, I guess. Because Krispy Kreme, sir. Because Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Krispy Kreme demanded it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you know, if you've ever seen a superhero movie, you know the beat. It's a hero's journey once again. Hero finds out, uh, doubted a hero. One of them ends up being a leader, one of them is Smart I think the, the necessity for an origin story is basically based on the fact that the new Power Rangers are all played by relative unknowns. Mm -hmm. Or as uh, Mr. Tom uh, said to me, like, what was your exact words? These are cookie cutter template. Hollywood Red Ranger actors. is like, that's seriously like your, your, your cheap Zach Efron. No, my exact words oh, were, oh. this is a new conspiracy theory. You heard it here first, folks. There is a cloning facility somewhere <laughs> in Hollywood. Because the Red Ranger, Jason Scott, looks so much like Zach Efron that mm -hmm. most of the time I was thinking, is that him? No, it, can't, it can't be him, he's too old, but it's, it, he looks a lot like him. And then the Yellow Ranger, she looks a lot like Selena Gomez. Not mm. as much, but enough where I'm in the right line, like, oh, she's holding up for well. Oh, wait, no, it's not her. And uh, of course, the Blue Ranger, Billy. I'm pretty sure that's Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking Jaleel at these White? guys again, it's like, holy crap, Jaleel White is back. But, but okay, let's give the movie some credit it's due. I like the last 20. Okay, do you want to go straight show. to the last 20 minutes, or should we talk should about we just how talk about... it builds up and starts and like, Okay, so maybe we should address also besides these unknown actors. Do we should we just go ahead and talk about how the mighty have fallen? Poor Brian Cranston and Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks is the Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Are we back into the back to our porn quiz? That's a point for you, sir. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of the Power Rangers are unknowns. I could find their names, but you're not going to know who they are. So, do your own This could literally people. be all their first roles, right? This is their debut. I'm pretty sure that before they had some minor bit part roles in other films or, or TV shows that nobody watched. Where they played probably these exact characters. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the biggest name draws are Brian Cranston as Zordon who starts off as the original Red Ranger, but then becomes Face in the Wall. We have Rita Repulsa, who is played by the wonderful Elizabeth Banks. Oh man. Who starts off looking like a mummy, and then for a lot of the film looks like Gollum, if she ha he had superpowers. <laughs> and tits. And tits. Yeah, yeah. And she's got the whole Green Ranger kind of vibe mixed with Scorpion. Yeah, yeah that's sure. That. We'll get into that later when we talk about spoilers more. And of course, the wonderful Bill Hader as yet another robot. Yes. <laughs> Alpha 5. He seems to have really come himself a niche as robot sidekicks. I mean, like, before this, he was. He BBA, did such right? an amazing job as BB. Yeah. You know? I mean, who else should you cast as the voice of another robot? He was pretty entertaining in a movie, I'll yeah. tell you that. So, maybe they couldn't afford Alan Tudyk. Yeah. <laughs> Two dicks, so, get it? Oh, uh, more yeah. porn star jokes. Anyway, so <laughs> before we start tearing this film to shreds, I'll oh, yeah. just, because I think I enjoyed this the most, I will give the nice soothing touch before we stab the stake in the heart. I thought that even though there are plenty of problems, and I'll get into the problems, I thought that this was a fairly solid first outing. Not a great film, not even a good film, I would say, because there are too many issues, but for what they were trying to do, it was perfectly serviceable. Even the beginning part, which 
was unnecessarily dark and it maybe dragged on a bit too long. I felt like it was necessary building ground for these kind of people and there is a decent enough payoff and one other aspect is that, and I think this is very important to talk about in this day and age, is that they did a very good job of avoiding stereotypes as best they could. So Jason Scott, you know, he's quarterback on the team. So you think, oh, he's a jog who has no time for these nerds, goes around bullying people. He's actually a very pleasant, empathetic character. You Despite know? the ankle bracelet. Despite the ankle bracelet, yeah. Well, he did that because he did a drunk teenage thing. I would mm. say, yeah, like the entire first five minutes of this movie could have been cut out instead of like showing us, like, look at him, like kidnap this cow. And, yeah, like... yeah, of course. And other characters for example billy who's um asperger's he, he's black yeah, yeah. yeah he's a guy with asperger's and i'm just really happy they didn't make the black dude a rapper for the first time i think in hollywood I mean, he history. literally says like oh i like country music and like we're supposed to be surprised by yeah. that <laughs> or maybe even more grating for certain people is that the latina was not this feisty bitch who went around you know sassing people and smacking people at the head she was She's got people issues. In yeah, sense. she's an emo kid. She's a quiet, you know, withdrawn emo kid. And possibly a lesbian. Oh, she's definitely <laughs> a lesbian. <laughs> and definitely a lesbian. Girl problems. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. the Asian Girl kid problems. as well. The, the Asian, the Asian yeah. kid who's Asian. He's <laughs> he's Asian, but other than that, nah, he's trailer trash. Which is okay, still so, kind of a stereotype. But so he's, he's, got, not, he's got like at least he's not a math genius. Yeah, I mean, know? if they'd swapped certain character arcs, then it would have been the most cliched bullshit. It would have made me immediately switch off. But because they tried to at least make an attempt to say that we're not tying these character arcs to the way these people look, I felt like that got some points on my in my book anyway. But I would say more like in response to that is like. To me, it felt like trying way too hard to be progressive with the casting. Mm-hmm. Having like, you know, like, oh, the black kid, you know, he's not a hip-hop guy. He's not from the hood. He's like, you know, a nerdy black kid. Something like something you would recognize from like Malcolm in the Middle, maybe. I think that's yeah. where you can yeah. put like the grade for A for effort. Because you know they're trying their best to do this. But and at I the think... same time, it does feel like, oh, because Beauty and the Beast has a gay character and some other movies are trying to... Well, this show has a gay character apparently. Yeah, Yeah, no, but at the same time, the thing is, like, we're also gonna have to address the fact that the Power Rangers, for what it is, like, say the original OG Power Rangers. I mean, despite the fact that there was small level of violence and a small level of like these guys are using weapons, but it's so kid friendly and so like easy for them to digest and understand. Now, I think one of the major problems I have with the Power Rangers reboot or whatever you want to call this. Or the repackage. I would say it's a repackage. It has no clear understanding what the demographic is for this film. Yeah, I think and that's then, something like, you can sum up later on. But for yeah, now, but I mean, like, go on with the. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna pepper oh. this argument throughout the entire conversation. That's but fine. Yeah, I would yeah. say more or less like um, my initial reaction to this right is like I was a little too old for the Power Rangers when it came out back in the 90s. I was already entering my late teens. As much as I am very aware of the cultural significance of something as Power Rangers, I'm very Asian. I was born and raised here in Singapore and to me Power Rangers felt like I would say like I was aware of the Sentai genre. Like for me I'm a big fan of like Mask Rider Black or like Satria Baja is Satria Baja Hitam yes. Baja Hitam as like you guys in Malaysia called it like which was ridiculous <laughs> if you literally translated it means night of black shit because <laughs> Baja is you know fertilizer and shit oh, this man. episode is brought to you by a very awkward white boy sitting in a corner <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you something about this. Like, okay, the thing is, is like the same reaction I had to like when Dragon Ball exploded for the rest of the world, yeah. when it was already such a big thing here in Asia. So when Power Rangers arrived to me, it felt like oh, okay, not something I should be paying attention yeah. to. But the thing is, watching it become culturally significant and watching it like being thrown back to me, especially nowadays in like in the era of like nine gag and like four chan, like like oh, look at all these white people appreciating something Asian that we've appreciated like ten years earlier. Hmm. I want to like throw my cultural misappropriation cut. But I think they'll be totally unfair in the context of this uh, review. 
but one thing I want to say is like this felt so insincere mm-hmm. in what it set out to do. Was it out to like you know create a new audience or a new demographic? But frankly, it's a PG thirteen movie. Like when I went to buy the tickets, like there was that lovely reminder, like yeah, yeah. you know like, those under the age of thirteen, you know, must need be to be a, a company. Need to be a company of Pan Guardian. Like okay, so what could they possibly do? Would there be a bit of blood? Okay, there was a little bit of blood, and I think it was probably more with Kimberly scene when she went like you know diving in the yeah, pool. Yeah, when she stripped down to her when, to her knickers skivvies, yeah. to her skivvies. skivvies. Yeah, so it's like okay, so this is definitely not for kids. So maybe this is trying to track onto the, the nostalgia factor. Maybe for the guys who grew up watching it, they're older, more mature, and they. This is the audience for the gritty reboot of Power Rangers, and the thing is, I can't imagine those two elements in the same sentence: gritty reboot and Power Rangers. Yeah, and you can sense that in the film itself because the beginning there are a lot of very let's put a spoiler tag here, saying we're now gonna really go start, deep into it. Go yeah, yeah, deep we, into we, it. So there are definite elements where you're thinking, "Holy shit, you're being bold." So my first thing I'm thinking of is the scene with the car when they hit the train. No, because it's a standard uh, stereotype where you just beat the train and think, "No, we just make it." No. They get fucking ruined by that train. And it's almost like what would happen in real life. In real life, that car would be this thin. Yeah. But it was still, you know, you watch that and go, huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then they wake up in bed and he's like, okay, all right, sure, fine. You're going to avoid them crawling out like mangled corpses. That's fine. Maybe I think that would be one of the plus points for this Power Rangers movie where it does take risks, though very small ones, especially, okay, spoilers, reminder again, right? When they kill off Billy. Oh, yeah. Like, that was like, okay, that's uh... a very brave choice. And I, in my head, I thought, oh, are they going to continue with just the four of them? Nah. But then Sam, again, of course, of it's, course. Like, it's gonna have to go back to the whole you know, like, Morphin trade. I mean, like, I was uh, almost ready to respect this movie when they made that choice. When I was watching the first half of this movie, I was constantly reminding myself, "Am I watching a Power Rangers movie?" And at the same time, it felt like, okay, they're really uh, straining gritty teenage drama thing. For... This Breakfast Club for the yeah, millennials. Yeah, yeah. for the millennials. Mm. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm slowly getting. I'm, I understand the character dynamics, and I understand like for a superhero show where. It's more than one character. You gotta establish each character and then try to create a situation where they all start to bond. And I, and I, I enjoyed the parts when like they fall into the pool or they all learn to like jump over a massive cave. Uh- Cliff, that's when it should be like, all right, can, can we get to the Power Rangers part? Because yeah, I mean, frankly, I didn't mind it as much. But the main problem, and this is my biggest issue with the film, hands down, the script is so bad. Mm. It is so awful. This is obviously written by someone who has not been a teenager for 20 years <laughs> and hasn't spoken to one in 10. <laughs> because the way they talk to each other, it's just like, people don't talk like this to each other. I think another thing I want to kind of bring up is like how ham-fisted some of the dialogue and the script is, but especially the fact that there's so many moments where the movie, instead of like, you know, trusting the audience intelligence, they have to kind of tell you like, oh, by the way, this black kid, like, remember when like he's kind of Asperger's, uh, like he's got Asperger's and he tells Red Ranger, is like, I'm on the spectrum. I'm on the spectrum, but yeah, you know, like, and he, but pretty on the nose. Yeah, way but too much. Way too many times. Like even like the worst line is probably like when Alpha Five says, "Oh, multicolored rangers. Oh, multicolored people." Yeah, yeah. that was <laughs> like okay. Yeah, we, yeah get we get it. it. That was yeah. definitely a little bit too much. Like you, you cast it. Yeah. Please don't hurt us, bloggers. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you gotta at least. I actually didn't mind the actors trying their best with such a shoddy script. Exactly. I feel like they're all unknowns. They're quite young. It's unfair to say if they were weak or a bit shaky. I think they did a very admirable job considering they don't have a big acting pedigree. I mean, they're not Daphne Keen. And I think the studio needed to look for people who are brand new in a sense. I think that's why. Yeah. Also because the budget was only this big. Exactly. I think so too. Because basically, we spend so much money on Elizabeth Banks and Brian Creston. We can only afford these guys. Yeah, it was like 100 million, right? 100 million. 100 million, yeah. 
million. And they need some money for the special effects because it's still a Power Rangers movie. Yeah. Well, they might just bank in on the Asian dude, you know. I mean, he's a big star over in Asia. Like, yeah, he's he's pretty big. And oh, I mean the Black Ranger, was it? Black yeah. Ranger, yeah. Huh. He's, His name is Ludi Lin. It's yeah, familiar, he's sorry. massive. He's like in, a pop star, right? Yeah. Oh, he's I, got a huge cult following in China, so... I kind of wish he had a bigger role in this film, but he's the least spotlighted character. But it's also he, because he, he's, he's kind of the weakest actor as well. And he's literally like, the walking character. Because he does character. the crazy eyes kind of look like... Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm I, crazy! I think I bought him crazy? more because again, he's got that... He's the wild card. But at the same time, he's got like that whole thing of his mom and all that. Well, it's okay, yeah, that's fine, but we've seen it before. No, but don't props to the mom for being like really sympathetic. Maybe, I'm, oh, just yeah, being, maybe I'm just being like, okay, these are new actors, sure, why the hell yeah. not? Give and, control of the bone. And know? I think actually that leads in nicely into tone issues. The tonality of this film is all over the place. It's yes, extremely jarring. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, there's some really dark moments, and I mean, shit gets super dark. There's a part where Kimberly, the pink ranger, mm -hmm. She admits she shared a, a, a nude picture of one of her friends to someone else. Which, bully, basically. That yeah. is revenge porn. That is highly illegal. Shout out to our first segment of Power Rangers or Porn Stars, by the way. <laughs> How yeah, illegal. Now, now, we, now we feel very uh, disgusting. Dude, you almost made me do a spit yeah. thing. Anyway. Yeah, but you know, there's a whole part where she finally breaks down and it's it's kind of weakened because she didn't do it in front of the big campfire scene where they all talk about how big fuck-ups they are. She only does it to the Red Ranger because I think they're going to try. They're probably going to bone in the next movie. I, I think so they did. Gonna... They, no, they, they teased in the trailer that they kissed, right? There's like probably a slight... Well, you got to remember, they, trailers they... are not indicative of the final film. Well, the thing, the is... thing is, if you're trying to sell the movie and you're trying to sell like certain plot points or premises, are you going to like, you know, tease certain things like and then they don't appear in the, the movie is like you're kind of like cheating your honestly nobody. that's trailers for you they're any they're, they're game basically yeah, yeah it, it could be in like the director's cut and then you know the theatrical release theatrical release because yeah. i don't know there are also other events like you have you know the dark part then you have the slight levity which is the training montage where you have them fighting generic to, rock monster yeah. number 75 the putties the putties <laughs> the putties such a stupid name the putties oh no they're just trying to keep in theme blame saban okay okay but especially there's that scene where Kimberly and uh, uh, Trini, 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 where they have a dinner date where they're being all fun and oh, or when they did the fork fight with the cake. Right? Yeah, it's just it. like you haven't earned this moment of casual friendship. Because... No, no, I think they were just building up. Well, uh, they're building up, but was... then Trini becomes a cold bitch to everyone immediately after the training montage again. It's like so you forgot where you had that bonding moment with the popular girl in high school. I mean, I think it's just literally like you know they filmed this in compartments or in segments, and then they tried to piece it together because like uh, bringing up your point again about that really dark moment where Kimberly admits to being a total bitch right mm. and then literally half an hour later she's in a fucking robot pterodactyl shooting like this giant gold while powered by Kanye West is playing in the background out, yeah. like, no no no, 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 no that, that's a bit earlier but I love it when you know there's something to be funny let's do this and then you know ah because power's oh, in the right, title, right, yeah. you know, like, oh, you're so clever, people who yeah. cut this movie and put the sound in. Yeah, well, speaking Jeez. of... Shout out to Kanye West back in oh, 2011. Kanye West, yo. <laughs> I want to talk very quickly about editing. Very small, because I'm sure you can all agree with me. The editing was kind of... Because, yeah, yeah, the moments where there's a, the, where there's one part where Trini's walking away, then they do one shot and she's still standing there, then they cut back, she's still walking away. Oh, so you're noticing continuity, right? Yeah, so she's kind of like doing the weird jumper thing, you know, that film front mm. with Hayden Christensen. Yeah, that is just as bad as Super Sight or in the final battle where they're doing the reaction shots of Forum and Trini's not in the reaction shots like is she unconscious is she out of the fight and then they show her anyway it's like mm. oh I guess you forgot you had the fifth guide you had to cut to <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So, okay, the final tone shift is the last 20 minutes yes. where it goes super fucking camp and honestly... It was jarring as fuck. It was, it was 90s. It was fun to watch, it I'll was, admit. Yeah, but... It was jarring, but... Like, I've, once the theme song kicks in... Oh, yeah. They actually cringed. Played, yeah. They played the Power Rangers yeah, theme yeah. when they're running to the town and Billy's running backwards because... And all those parties Because he's Asperger's. Yeah. yeah but like, he's running so backwards, smart, guy. but he can't figure out his fucking dinosaur, which, of course, you don't see them train to use them because the only moment we see like any Zord moment is like uh, Asian guy. What was his name again? Zach. Uh, Zach. Zach. Yeah, yeah. My, Zach. Sorry. Yes. Zach. You know, with two X's because Asian. Like, oh no, it's CK. <laughs> like, like seeing how he just like you know like fucking like runs around town. That's just like like okay, so he can figure out this kind of. Well, okay. no, because he's got like I don't know what I'm doing, and the Zord is just. I don't know, having some fun because apparently Zords are dickheads when they're not being controlled. They're kind of alive. I guess they have yeah. to be aligned with your pilot when they're in like armor. I yeah, think it's already established like that's the early yeah, But I, they I, shouldn't I, work at all if they're not morphed. Uh, whatever. Let's not let's not be Because yeah, there's literally yeah, that, you have to remember that, this is a nineties. That USB plug from the back of their costume yeah. that sticks into the like the, the yeah. seat, right? Yeah. But, I don't know, yeah. like for me I don't really question these things too much when I have a pretty alright fight scene happening and stuff. Yeah, I mean Pretty alright, which one? Pretty okay. I mean, the, the, the one the one with all the doors coming out, when fighting they, the putties. When they finally morph and... And when, they're fighting Goldar. Well, and when, when they, they have finally the, got the Megazord. When they have the so. first scene when they're fighting, I mean, you can tell it's very heavily added with CGI where they're doing, you know, the slow motion. But props for not doing a shaky cam, yes, I would say. Yes. Because that's a very easy trick that a lot of action films and Warhan Fist, shout out to our previous segments, mm -hmm. relied heavily on. But it was a very stable, wide-angle shot going around, and yes, it was heavily affected. I could tell this wasn't the actual actors, but you could see what was going on, which I don't know why it should be a plus point in this day and age, but you could clearly see what actually was happening with them fighting and then when they're fighting in the Zords. Maybe this is me, yeah. I just thought that, okay, the rest of the movie, it tried its best to make his characters interesting, but everything else just felt boring until the last 20 minutes, so no, I guess enough. that's why I was just like, Kind of defending the last 20 minutes you okay. know? But that's probably the only highlight for me but you're, so you're, you're admitting that you're not a fan of the teen drama that occurs in the first half of this movie i tried to honestly but i like the progressiveness of it but at the same time do you I'm not really you guys want to bring up the fact that like a lot of people are hyping up this movie because it's such a, a great character development story why are you serious that's like that's... the majority of the consensus like Man, I'm, I'm on twitter and i'm paying attention to like all these people reacting to the power rangers movie and like the, the, I think that's the, the problem I have with this is like when I saw that that gave me that that brief small smidgen of expectation sure, and when sure I finally saw this movie? I was like oh god what the fuck are these yeah. idiots talking about are we sure such a mess. Same movie? that's why I'm always asking to myself yeah you know? but, I mean I've seen a lot of reviews um, there's another publication here in Singapore which I won't name but they did a review which was 300 words Mm -hmm. It wasn't a review, it was just a guy saying, Oh, this was stupid, and you're stupid for liking it. Oh, this was stupid, that was stupid, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, that sounds Singaporean. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was reading, I was like, Did you watch the movie, or did you just, you know, watch the first half, put uh, on your headphones, are playing, I don't know, whatever fucking mobile people are playing who, these days? Who are you retweeting? This wasn't a terrible movie. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, mean, I'm gonna say this right there here. There are worse movies. There are worse yeah, movies. Yeah, Batman for Superman is a worse film than this one. <laughs> I agree. I because totally agree. At least this one had fun. And yes, it's a tonal shift, but you can tell that they, they, trying, had, right? they had a lot of fun and I couldn't help but smile, especially at the end when they make the Megazord. Oh, that was, <coughs> Which was, that was I, I saw that and I went, oh, Jesus Christ, when, that, when they rose from the ashes because it was so telegraphed. But it was fun to watch, especially when they finally get rid of Richard Repulsa by back slapping that bitch. Slapping her to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> 
Richard Pulse is blasting off again. Oh, and before that, I mean that cute scene where she was just sitting on the table uh, eating Krispy eating Krispy Kreme while Golda like, is smashing town. Yeah. That's a shout that's out to product placement. Yeah, so much product placement. You know, it's, it's it's some comical thing going on, which is which I appreciate. But if you were to sit that scene with like previous scenes, especially when no, the kids like, are cool. revealing their deep dark secrets, it's like it is. This is so strange. It's like it's very obvious that the filmmakers. I mean, they're not so sure what they're doing. I, I'm, I'm, no I'm, I'm just gonna say it as it is. You know, this is movie by committee. Like when they put this thing together, they had probably an original idea, and somebody upstairs was like, "Okay, no, we we gotta make it more like the original Power Rangers. This gritty reboot thing is not gonna work I out." I think mm-hmm. there were three like a tug of war thing. No, there were three hands in here. You had uh, the director who was his name is uh, Israelite. 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 Mr. Israelite. Who Dean is relaxed. Dean is relaxed. And so he's doing his own thing, which I don't know. Then you have Lionsgate, who have their history in kind of teen drama, teen action stuff, because they were the ones who did Hunger Games. And then the, the final hand is uh, Saban. Yeah, Chaim Saban himself, yeah. you know. Uh, but I do want to appreciate the small little mention of also based on the Super Sentai by Toei, you know. Like, yeah, of course. Of course it was. Like, you know, you Maybe can't... that's only for us Asian audiences. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the, probably not yeah, in the other When you bring like, a tiny little goggles to look it up. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like we've spoken enough about general things. I mean, is there anything else you want to bring up? Well, no. I kind of... Well, here's the thing. I like that last bit of the movie and I really hope there's a sequel coming out that can fix all the problems Yeah, the I mean, part. don't get me wrong. I do want to see what they do from here because because it, you're the Green Ranger, Tommy Oliver. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Well, that, that was a fun uh, master of your own destiny. Yo. Yeah, that was a fun um, after credit stinger. You know, you know, just it was cute when was they're doing cute. the detention wall call. Tommy Oliver, like, huh? what, what, what? Excuse me. The movie's talking to you. Yeah. And as a guy who watched the old show, I just want them to bring back Lord Zed in the badass way possible. Yeah. Well, Saban has said they've. Mapped out a six film. What? There's gonna be six of these fuckers? Yeah. No. Some of them are gonna I'm be. Cool with that. Some of them are gonna be prequels. Some are gonna focus on. Zord. Are they trying to build a universe like everybody else? Is? They're copying from. Uh, Star- like Marvel. From, they're still being from Star Wars paper because they have. You know, main standalone, main standalone, main standalone. Oh. And this for some good news or bad news, depending on your perspective. The movie did pretty well within within its weekend. I believe it's forty million for its box office. That's just for the US box office. Just for right? US. We don't yeah. know what's gonna happen in China. It's, what's gonna happen? It's in gonna Europe. do gangbusters. If they've got uh, Ludi Lin in there, I'm pretty sure that it's yeah, gonna pretty do sure very the China well. money that's gonna like uh, buoy this thing upwards. But I'm pretty sure in America, there's gonna be there's gonna be a severe sense of cynicism. When they enter the yeah. At the same time, I'm gonna hope that your prediction came true. We discussed earlier where it might end up like the Ninja Turtles second film. Maybe the second film where like, they go batshit with all where, the references. Yeah, they really set up the origin story. All you need to do is just be Power Rangers for the yeah. rose of it. Yeah. And it'll be a cheaper movie because you don't really need the actors. You just need the CGI suits. Yeah, there you go. No, there you go. Yeah, there's a profit margin right there. Yeah, and then you kids. can bring them in now and then. Although they did have that moment in the film where they removed their face screens because totally unnecessary, right? I guess it was written in the contract, and I guess um, yeah. SAG was saying there needs to be minimum amount of face time for these people. For these, yeah, future yeah, like, Oscar winners. Like a few thousand per minute per face. <laughs> yeah, some something along those lines. So I guess let's do final ratings. Uh, I'll start because I brought us in. I'm gonna give it six and a half, seven out of ten okay, because. There are a lot of issues. The script desperately needed work before they even started filming. The editor needs to be fired because he doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) Tonally, obviously, that's because of corporate interests clashing with the director's image. It's it's stuff we've seen before and it is grating, but it's not to the point where it took away from my enjoyment. I came out of that film with a smile on my face and not regretting the $13 I spent on that ticket. You just summed up the review right there, actually, when you said 
better than Batman vs Superman. Yeah. You're gonna quote him with that? Uh, okay, but, but my rating, probably 6 out of 10. Okay. I mean, it tries its best, and I love the last 20 minutes. But again, that's probably the same rating I'll give for the Godzilla 2014 film. Okay. Good intentions, but there's only the last half that counted for me. Well, for me, uh, in terms of cultural misappropriation, like repackaging a, a repackage in, in its original sense, I have to be strict with this movie. This movie was goddamn terrible. It was disjointed as fuck. It was, its heart was not in the right place. This was obviously a corporation or Heimsaban trying to one last ditch cash in on probably the only property they have. Yeah, you know, and at the same time, it's like you know the fact that it's so disjointed, the fact that like the script is so ham-fisted, the tone is all over the fucking place. I totally agree with you on that, and the fact like you no, know, just I just keep remembering how jarring that last twenty minutes is. Mm-hmm. Is like they have no idea who they're trying to sell this to, so they're just reaching for lowest common denominator. We need to please like uh, teenagers in this demographic, but we also need to have. Toys. We need to be able to sell toils to, to toys to toils, this, toils, 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 toils and trouble. You know, like, <laughs> we need to sell toys to like this demographic. We need to kind of like appease the nostalgia fans. We need to appease pop culture in general. You know, like and like the fact that like you know like fucking like all these people are like praising this movie for being strong character study. Like that's not what I want in a Power Ranger. And movie. also, it failed in that respect. And it feels. I mean, yeah, it fell flat on his face. No, props to the actors for trying their best you know because i feel the the fate in the future of their careers this is their start off point i'm pretty sure the girls have like jennifer lawrence ambitions where like mm-hmm. you know what yeah i did hamburger games i did like x-men like look at me now you know starring mm-hmm. in like david or russell movies but at the same time it's like you know as a film as a story terrible terrible aesthetic wise like eh, oh, wow over designed all the time I, I would well i think over design is a bit unfair when you look at things like Transformers, that is the pinnacle of overdesign. There's yeah. like so much shit on the robot's yeah. face. I mean, okay, yeah, they're definitely overdesigned when you compare it to the original series. Mm-hmm. I actually but like the costume. I thought it was yeah. tasteful, and I think it was the necessary upgrade for today's day and age. Would... You can't do the just the pure lycra suit with the plastic helmet anymore. I, I like the, I like the concept design, the outfit, and the Megazord. That, that's pretty alright. You know, no, for, but at for, the same time, it, it kind of clashes with the the true Power Rangers aesthetic, where like we we have to realize like oh hey yeah it's like there's a certain look you need to achieve with the Sentai. I am all for like uh, updating it, and I'm all for for like you know kind of making it modern. But at the same time, it's like. Oh, like whoever designed this, yeah, you probably designed like Batman vs Superman or like the Zords designs, like you are the guys who did Transformers. Mm. It's like that specific team. <laughs> like you think? Like 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 okay. Like, I don't know. Man. This 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 Zord right needs right. more moving parts, and then like when the camera focuses in on like just little like gears and things, mechanisms like moving into place. Like why do I need to see this? Maybe it may not be what people envision in the nineties. Like, I literally could not recognize which right. one, what what animal is what. What's your final score, sir? <laughs> Uh, terrible, don't waste your time. I want my money back. I want my two hours back. But out of 10? Out of 10? Four. Oh, okay. Fair okay. Enough, fair All right. Enough. Well, I think we'll agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? If you, if you want something better to do, listen into the Last King podcast. Yes. You can find exactly. us here on yeah, SoundCloud yeah. and on iTunes. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook. And buy our merchandise as well. Okay. Thanks to the guys at X Smash Gear as well. Yeah, thank you very much for selling our t shirts and shit. Mm-hmm. So, wrapping up. Wrapping up, uh, I think that's all we want to talk about. So, I have been Mr. Eccentric Tom. I am Mr. Toffee. And I am Black Ranger Toffee. Signing out.
Go go laughing podcast. Go go laughing podcast. And stop, please, God.